0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into the next Sean Salisbury show as we get ready for the college football playoff games that will be tomorrow when we're recording this. Uh, Got the Peach Bowl, Ohio State versus Georgia. We got the Fiesta Bowl, Michigan versus TCU. A lot of fascinating matchups, the way these teams stack up against each other, who's going to show up, who doesn't. Uh, so, we got a ton to talk about, breakdown with these two games. And then also, I want to jump in real fast to start about some stuff going on with the transfer portal and a new trend I'm noticing over these last just couple of weeks or so with the portal and all the NIL and everything. But uh, before we get into that, as always, we're brought to you by Bet Online.
1: You are. And basketball's back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. And you'll find the latest odds always, team matchups information, player news and game trends on Bet, and go to at Bet Online, obviously. And as usual, continued source for all the sports wagering information, bet online features, live betting, free uh, excuse me, live contest and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NHL, NBA, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf and many others. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts.
0: As always, thank you to bet online. All right, Sean, before we get into the games and break them down, let's start with this trend I'm talking about where now we're seeing, and it's mainly been some quarterbacks, where there's rumors of guys transferring and the school they're going to before they even hit the portal. And that just tells you what kind of tampering is going on behind the scenes. And the big main one is Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. Uh, There's been whispers about him entering the portal for almost a week. And from the beginning, it's been, he's going to Notre Dame. Well, then finally, a week later, he actually enters the portal. And it just tells me that Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, Tommy Reese, whoever, is in this kid's ear, or somebody close to this kid saying, Come here, you'll be our starter. You know, let's go to the college football playoff. Here's what we can do NIL wise. And, you know, we can bring you whatever the money is, $3.5 million, let's just say, whatever it is, just for this one year of coming to Notre Dame and playing football here. This is the kind of stuff we've talked about. We talked, supposedly, Drake May was offered over $5 million by multiple teams to leave UNC. And he was never in the portal. So it's just one of the things that we've talked about that the NCAA has to regulate about this. You cannot just, this cannot be the wild. Was it down there in Texas? I think it was UTSA coach was saying the big schools were just coming down and plucking his kids, just saying, come here. We'll give you a half a million dollar NIL. Come here. We'll give you 250,000. Like they were just coming down and taking his best players and these smaller schools. They have no chance. They have no chance when it comes to this. That's why regulation has to happen.
1: Yeah, there Segs, it's it's alarming to me. Now, you're gonna get the people that it's for the kids, man. The kids deserve this. Now, they 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 deserve they deserve uh to get paid for endorsements the way it was meant to be. They 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 don't deserve this. This isn't the way college football right. was meant to be. They opened up the the they opened up the 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 uh the dam flood before they knew how to close it. And before they understood where the water was flowing, and it's everywhere now, it's flooding everywhere. Listen, they can bullshit everybody; they ain't bullshitting me. When a starting, let's just stick to the quarterback. And I'm not just right. talking Notre Dame; I'm talking all of us, every single one of the yeah. teams that are out there. When you're starting quarterback, who's put up great numbers, and the same coach is there, and leaves your university to go to another university, there's only two reasons: one name, image, and likeness, and starter to a bigger program that gives you a chance to get more recognition, Mm -hmm. period. The third one, if you get a chance and you go to a good team to be playing in the national playoff, because if in in Sam Hartman's case, I would think that he probably doesn't think Wake Forest is going to be in the national title next year, okay, that Notre Dame has. No disrespect to Wake Forest, but I would imagine that's part of the thinking. They're offering more money. They're giving them a bigger platform to express themselves. Now, most people say, well, what's wrong with that? Nothing, but this isn't free agency in football. If I turn around and cut your kid after his freshman year and just eliminate his scholarship and he can't go because he's a four-star and I wait till the very end of the transfer portal and everybody's Mm -hmm. kind of settled in Mm -hmm. and cut him, families and kids are going to go nuts. Listen, you don't transfer schools if you're not getting more money and you're the star you're the starter and you're not getting, unless you're getting more money, you're staying there. All your friends, think about a high school kid. I had a couple of high school kids that could have gone on to a better school that I trained, meaning a school that throws the ball more or does that, but they didn't want to leave their friends. And I understood it. I'm not encouraging them to leave. Mm -hmm. They want to be at their friends and play it out. So save all the, Oh no, we didn't do that. It's it's, it is tampering at its finest. Matter of fact, Recruiting is going to be far more illegal now than it was before you even open the transfer portal or name, image, and likeness, because they're not going to abide by the rules. Because if the kid leaves, he's not going to tell on USC or Notre Dame or Alabama or Clemson for having somebody who knows somebody to contact him and say, "Here's what you got, dude. You're going to get five million bucks, go play one year, a chance to win a national title, right. and that's your commitment." <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm in. Right. So I'm not. I, I'm not. Listen. They can try to feed us a line of crap. And I don't want to hear that person at home saying, yeah, coaches can do it all the time. No, no they actually can't. Because if you leave, there's like a $9 million or a $5 million buyout. Somebody has to pay. So should we start charging the school right. that he's leave- that, that, that is plucking him? Oh, you know what? Sam Hartman's a great player. He's worth $8 million. You're going to have to pay the school $8 million and then him, his NIL fee. And then you can take him if we decide, if, if we decide to release him from if that's what you want to do, fine. So is is, is that fair? And they, and you know what? Most, oh, these are just kids. Screw that. If you're making $10 yeah. million bucks to transfer schools at 20, you ain't a kid. Okay? So while I'm usually on the kid's side, it's out of hand. I mean, you could be the leading receiver of all time, and somebody offers you $8 million bucks to leave the school, and you're the starter, and the same coaching staff is there, and you decide to leave at the last minute. Boom. And then you're killing the kid who's in high school who was supposed to get that scholarship. Now it's not available to him. Now his options are limited because he turned down everybody else and shut recruiting down. No, nah, I ain't buying it. It's not just saying the rules allow it, so you're doing it. But the rules don't allow my kid sitting in class or he's already he's not in the portal and he's going to school. You to come basically steal him away and tamper him and take him away. In the NBA or in pro sports organizations get fined 10 million dollars for that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so save it the the woe is me for the kid okay i'm so tired of hearing well coaches did it yeah coaches did it for a buyout and yes they they, it's about time the players do get paid but you just can't let them run rough shot hey all-time leading passer i got eligibility and notre dame wants me or usc wants me 10 million bucks to leave and i'm the starter and I'm leaving the coaching staff that, that, that recruited me in the first place. I'm good. I'm leaving. No problem. I'll catch my friends later. That's bullshit. Yeah. Complete bullshit. And I'm sick of it.
0: I and, and and you know, you, you just look at it when you talk everything's about the portal with the NIL behind it, but you know, they gotta regulate they gotta regulate transfers. I, I know they just changed it to where kids can transfer and play right away and all that, but it's, Too many gotta, be, them, Sigs. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta be of Yeah, it's gotta be okay. Times. You transfer one time. Fine, you get your free go. If, if you have not transferred and you're a graduate and or not even a graduate, say you got two years left and you transfer from Michigan to Illinois, you get your two years and you can play right away. But if you want to re- transfer a second time, it's a year. I don't care if it's your final year, you then you don't transfer, you stay where you're, you're at. Out,
1: right?
0: Yeah. So, right. I mean, that's and if the all kind of a sudden stuff- the
1: guy who recruited you, like in the first two years, SIGs, And you had you can transfer. I I that there with some addendums to it. I get it. A guy a hardship like listen, a blown out knee hardship and played one game or four games his senior year, blew out his knee, and they say let's give you another one. Nine years. I'm a little bit you know. Yeah, is it Oregon State? The the a kid or Oregon? Oregon. I think it's an Oregon. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know, slow your roll a little bit. But listen, I'm all for the kid. But when it gets to the point where you can transfer whenever you want five times yeah, enough, especially like when people say, well, why does it matter? Well, it matters because of the trickle-down effect. That, 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 that's why it matters. I can tell you this. Let me – you think Sam Hardman, or I'll just use – because he's the latest. I'm, you, Joe mm-hmm. Sixpack, I don't care who it is, is transferring. If name, image, and like if, – if he's not offered hand-to-hand cash or plucked, if he's a starter at his school, you think he's just... and these yeah. kids don't kid yourself. Segs the, the the stars aren't going into the transfer portal for the hell of it. Right. They're going in knowing where they're headed, and it's going to be a bidding war for them, and that there's going to be a spot for them. There's always a spot for the great player, okay? But there's sometimes not a spot for a backup who wants to transfer to go play. May get a little name, image, and likeness, but you know, just is not getting a shot on the field. Hudson card to leave and go play good for him yes and where do you end up going purdue. he's going to purdue, purdue. right great and, yep. Aiden O'Connell in between leaving. Archman and the two guys with the one in front of him one behind him getting far more nil money at ut and far more opportunity no sweat
0: and now he goes Not to a school all. in purdue that loves to throw the football loves to open it up Enhances fits his style yes. right that's right now, what the transfer prob- portal is about
1: i'll have a problem if hudson card goes there starts throws for 4,000 yards, transfers again the next year, then transfers again the next year because somebody's offering him more money yeah. to go to Michigan or Pitt. Okay, right. They don't have a problem with it, but we got to regulate because it's out of hand, and I, like I said, I'm normally on the kid's side, but save the woe is me for the kid. They're making more money than than, than, than some guys in the NFL that have been playing three years
0: right, and, know, or and- four
1: years, so save it.
0: And the other thing, you you you've mentioned the high school kid multiple times, the, the incoming freshman, the kids in this recruiting class. What the NIL is doing is keeping kids longer in college because now kids that are, you know, really good college players, but maybe sixth round picks aren't saying, Well, I need to get in the league now, so I start making money. They're staying another year because they can get two hundred thousand dollars in NIL or whatever it is. Hell, if it's sixty thousand dollars, it don't matter. These kids are now getting money that they may not get at the NFL level because they may be drafted, get a little bit of a bonus, but then be on the practice squad making nothing. So So it's smarter for them to stay. And yeah. Perfect example.
1: He's guy's on his fourth school. He's been hurt twice, has lost his job a couple other times. Now he's 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 going to Rice. Rice, Great. Yep. Great academic institution. Got a chance to play. It's a little much for me. And this has come from a, the guy who's modern day he left school early. Mm-hmm. If you remember, he reclassified. Yep. All right. Whatever money he got from Rice. OK, let's just let's say it was a couple hundred grand. Did I read it was a buck eighty five or something? Did I uh, see that, that sounds in like right. Dream of, now is that, that you, that you right? just said okay, so let's just round it off to two hundred grand. <laughs> Listen. As we sit today, J.T. Daniels isn't going to sniff the first three rounds of this draft. No, and no. you and I both. They'll be lucky to be drafted. To be honest, I'm talking about at the end of right injuries transferring, and he may know after all these transfers, that teams are like, dude, you've transferred four times. Are you going to sit here and compete? He may be making more money now because he may not even make a team 200 grand more than the 500 grand he ain't going to make as a rookie on the on the entry wage, the you know the minimum yeah. salaried rookie. Now he may go make a team as an unrestricted and play 10 years but you damn right if you're if you're a fringe player but getting paid good money you're staying in college yep if this is a way we had to create guys not leaving after their red shirt sophomore year three years on campus like come on man oh you are going to transfer four times to keep getting paid at every spot now I don't mind you getting paid but we are <laughs> going to limit how you milk the system because're right. you're, you're, you're milking it as are the schools and they're like Oh, wow. and UTSA's got good players. The wonder guys are going and trying to pluck them shit. Yeah. And they, right. They've been well coached and now they're doing it. It's like, hell, the guy wasn't ready when they got him. So now you're training and raising your guys to learn your system and you're coaching them well. And some other big dogs coming in with more money and stealing the guy right. that you prepared Built. to play better college football. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah. And and it's, and, it's out of hand. Way and of and
0: hand. the portal is just like you said, like the Hudson car situation. That's what the portal is about. But then you Agreed. look at like guys like perfect example, Tennessee, Brew McCoy committed to USC, then went to Texas, then I think went back to USC, and then he all of a sudden ended up at Tennessee in like the span of like six months or something.
1: Dude, I can't even, it's like, where's Waldo? I can't even keep up with him. I, right. I really can't.
0: So it, it's just and, like, that's what it's not about. It's about pick a damn school. Like, you know, these are 18 year old kids. I get it, 17 year old kids. But the, the Bowen kid in this last class that was committed to Notre Dame going into signing day, s- committed to Oregon, flipped to Oregon on signing day, and then the very next day signed with Oklahoma. Like, yeah. That's hurting your fellow classmates. That, that means Oklahoma may not take a kid that they had promised a scholarship to. Because right. you're and, dicking around with your parents who want you to go to Notre Dame. You want to go to Oklahoma. So then you just say, fuck it. I'm going to Oregon just to piss my parents off, supposedly. That's the story. And then he just goes to Oklahoma anyways.
1: And the kid who that kid, the kid who was gonna be the guy who went to Oregon and then realized, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get left out. So he signs with a an FCS school or a right. smaller a, his a, a school that he was his second or third choice. It's still an education but he didn't get to go to his dream school. And now he wants to go back and it's like after no. the guy leaves and he's already yeah. signed with the well, other school. Signed. Yeah. Right. So you, now, now okay. you're host and says, you know what? Think about this now. Then there's the other side. Look at what Max Duggan could have done. Right. Guy goes through health issues. Blood clot was a very a highly recruited kid coming out of school. Mm-hmm. His coach that recruited him, head coach and coordinator, Sonny Cumby gone. Uh, coach Patterson, left yep. so he gets sonny dykes in there sonny dykes has chad morris's kid chad morris's kid wins the starting job after two health issues for max duggan and what was a blood clot loses his job so morris gets it duggan gets it back most i'm not saying most i don't want to put an umbrella but you know what a lot of kids would have done sakes transferred they would have just left 85 percent of kids would have transferred would have would have left especially in his situation trying to yes. get an nfl look and now look what he's done. He became an unequivocal leader. He's got a great, he's playing against you guys to see if mm-hmm. they go to the finals, had a team that was a, 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 a overtime victory, a overtime loss to Kansas state in a great football game against a top 10 team in Kansas state from being undefeated. He finished what second, in the Heisman trophy yep. race, right? Second or with second? Yeah, Stroud, was second. I think was third, right? Yeah. Yeah. Caleb wins it. And, he's become a leader that everybody admires. Yep. He went through some adversity, stared in the eye, won the head coach over the new offensive coordinator over. And now the dude's playing for a national title. Yep. Well, God bless him. Not everybody's like him, but I, I don't know many that would have gutted that out. Say right. just, with the way it is now. Cause if you're Max Duggan, you could have gone and said, listen, you, you tell it no, no offense to JT Daniels and to Keaton Slovis and to guys that have multiple transfers or, or even to drew pine. Mm-hmm. Duggan's better than all of them. Yep. And you and I both know that. And you see, because you're getting ready to play his team, he got to put a little fear in Michigan because he's a two. Yep. He can run and throw. He's a good player, right? He's got some balls, man. So imagine if all of a sudden Duggan says, I'm going. And TCU doesn't sniff. and right. Without that guy in the lineup being in this final four. And now look at the reward for him saying, screw that. I'm going to I'm going to be here now. He'll be beloved by TCU fans no matter what happens the rest of his friggin' life.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the NCAA decides with this whole portal NIL. Um, you know, they're getting the new NCAA president. I'm blame- I don't have his name in front of me, um, but. Supposedly he's going to over gonna, for Emmerich, from Yeah. Emmerich, yeah. Um, and that's happening early ne- next year, or just a couple months he'll take over. But So we'll see if he comes in and has different ideas about it. Jumping to the playoffs, Michigan TCU, what's your initial thoughts on it?
1: My initial thoughts are, <clears> and I don't <throat> think they will, my initial thoughts are Michigan's experience from last year is going to help them. I, although I know TCU doesn't want to hear this, to me, and it's not to say that Michigan's not what TCU is. It's the perce- the perception is physical versus finesse, Segs. Right, right. It, it just is. So that's the perception of people I talk to and watching it. Yet, incredible, like four big plays against Ohio State by playing man and the nope. finesse of actually the finesse of Michigan beat Run Ohio State game. with home yep. runs. Something that TCU's been doing their whole frigging year, right? Yeah. Um. My my initial is closer than people think. Hence why the spread, I think six and a half or seven. It's seven and, it's a, a, seven I and just a half. Seven and a half. There you ESPN. go. Right. So, so a touchdown, which going through the year, and if you're TCU, you shouldn't be thinking to yourself, well, yes, you're the underdog, but hell, you were a game away of, of uh, an extra point. I mean, an overtime away from being undefeated as well. Right. Now, so, but we're the, the pictures painted. I, I like Michigan and the game segs. I do. I do think it matters, but, and I know they won't. And I know you're not. If you're TCU, what you want to do is you want to jump out quick, Sigs. Yes. You want to get you'd like to get a couple big scores early. So so Michigan, even though they won't get out of their finesse, their, their physical where you at. I don't know if for four quarters TCU can handle if Michigan's gets to stay in the game plan. Is that at the line of scrimmage? Now, they can match them skill for skill. they they're they got a receiver who can hit home runs. They got a quarterback if you don't tackle that quarterback in the pocket and he gets to break contain or in that RPO, the inside zone read, they're dangerous. It comes down to the physicality, but what TCU has to realize, this isn't just three yards in a cloud of dust, Michigan. They've got a dual threat quarterback who has proven that they can pound you on huge home runs. And here's the advantage for both these teams, Michigan, even more, that even if the quarterback's not dynamite in the game with his arm, he can kill you with his feet. And Duggan can too, but they rely yep. on the pass more, right? The home run through the air. So my, my initial thought is Michigan wins it under 10 points. I don't think they're going to take TCU for granted one bit. TCU needs to find swagger early in the game, sakes, because then if you get into it where Michigan can do what they do and physical, physical play action and they hit home runs, that's danger. If you're getting chunk plays in the passing game from Michigan, TCU will be in trouble. If if, if Duggan is two-dimensional in the game, then Michigan's going to have their hands full for a while, too. My question is, in the fourth quarter, if Michigan's going downhill physical, can TCU keep up with that non-Big 12 type of football that they're going to face for the most part the first time this year?
0: Yeah, it's been interesting to hear Sonny Dykes and even Max Duggan and other players talk about that they think this Michigan team is a lot like Texas and you know, with Bijan Robinson and and the way they played. But right. the difference is, you know, and and I'm not just trying to come off as a Michigan homer. Michigan's offensive line versus Texas's offensive line is night and day. I mean, like you're I mean, Joe Moore award again, second year in a row, first team to ever do it. I mean, they have the best offensive line in football, and that's what you're talking about, wearing down on that
1: TCU defense. And they're trying to convince themselves of that six. TCU's got to right. get that yes, mindset. They got to get that, that mindset. We've handled but... Texas because the truth is 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 Texas here's what Texas wants to be Michigan at the line of scrimmage. Yes. That's what they want as right. does most teams in America.
0: And, and and the other thing is I think this game's going to be close in the first half, just like I a agree. lot of Michigan's games. Michigan plays a lot of close games early. But the wearing down with the offensive line just hammer it in there with Donovan Edwards and and Mullins and Stokes. You know, they got all these backs now that they use without Corum, but Donovan Edwards is going to be the guy that they'll keep them fresh in the first half, and then he'll come out, and he may run the ball 15 to 20 times in the second half alone, and Michigan only gives up, you know, in their since Big Ten play started. I think they only give up. I want to say it's, it's less than three points in the second half per game. Like, they just right. the adjustments they make, at halftime offensively and defensively are the best in, in, col- in college football. And it, it's got to be scary. something that TCU thinks about.
1: Segs, if I'm a, if I'm gambling, man, and I'm, as you well know, I, I like mm-hmm. to bet college.
0: You like to, you like to
1: dabble. <laughs> I would, I, just a tad. Yeah. I would pick, I will. I don't know what the spread is, but I'm going to assume it's six and a half. I'm talking about first half if, before yeah, yeah. the game as we can start. I'd bet the first half of this game and I would take TCU. Yeah. And then the overall score, I'd probably lean toward – I don't know what it's over-under. I'm I'm, I'm, I'd am i lean towards under just because – 57, I think, I, think be, I saw. I think it's going to hover around there. It could be like a 31-24 type game, 31-23 type game, which is hovering in that range, mm-hmm. right? So, But I would take TCU in the first half, and the overall game, I would take Michigan to win – and, and take care of their business and the spread spread wise as long as it doesn't go up to eight or nine points it hovers around a touchdown but i expect tcu to make a few plays while michigan's feeling it out i'm just concerned about being worn down in the fourth quarter if i'm tcu right. side yeah that, unless michigan unless michigan's in a major chase mode yeah when, you, when, you're, ball
0: when you're talking you know the the spread and stuff i feel like this is going to be look a lot like the ohio state game close 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 Michigan hits a couple big runs or big plays late in the game when TCU's worn out from just the beating they've taken that maybe extends it to a 14 point win or you know a 13 point win. The
1: and body blows, Segs. It's about body blows. Mm-hmm. It's not the knockout shot from Michigan doesn't usually come the first three quarters. It's Muhammad Ali punching you in the rib cage and yes. the kidney in the in the in the stomach and then moving around. And then all of a sudden he dances and boom. That, you know, that straight left by Muhammad or something knocks guys like, whoa, whoa. He wore me out because he's physical, but his hands are quicker than crap. And then all of a sudden, and and I'm not saying Michigan's Muhammad, you get my point. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Muhammad knocks you out because you're, you're so you can't keep your hands up anymore. He's right. worn on you for four, for back in the day, it was 15 rounds. He right. wore on you for 12 of them. And then the final three he hit where he, he, he hit the old finesse shot right to the mouth, but it's not finesse. It pounded the hell out of you. And then you do you kind of dazzle to the canvas, get back up, three standing eight counts, and they end the fight. Now, TCU will battle, and they won't end this fight, but I think it's a late Michigan win and a touchdown and a field goal, a touchdown and yeah. two-point conversion. It's going to be closer than double digits, I think. I just don't know if TCU is going to be able to handle the body blows at the end. I just want a good game. I know you'd like it to be done by 30. Oh points, yeah. I just, but, but the rest of give us me want 24, work, nothing right? at the end of the first quarter. And I, <laughs> right, you right, know, I'm just sitting right. back
0: drinking beer, enjoying myself.
1: You can shorten the game and get out of it in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't care about being a good football I'll game for you, the brother. college football playoff. Fuck that. Give me an ass whooping, but yeah, it's the quarterbacks, those two quarterbacks. That's, that's the key. I mean, Max Duggan, And the difference is this year, Michigan's played, I think it's two games. Yeah, two games inside of 10 points this year. The two-point win against Illinois and the uh, eight, I think it was, against Maryland. Other than that, they've blown everybody out. I think they have the biggest spread in college football when it comes to winning. TCU is the exact opposite. I think they have nine of their 12 wins are inside 10 points. So they've played a lot of close
1: games. They're the Minnesota Vikings of the NFL. Yes, yes the they Same are. colors a great, too. Yes, purple. Yep. Minnesota's played 11 one-score games. I didn't say played. They've won one. 11 one-score games this year. Yeah. And the game that – I mean, and then they've won one by, I think, by double digits. The other one, every single one's been eight points or less. One-score yes. games. Yep. At mid, and again last week on a 61-yard right. field goal. So – and – both colors got purple in them. Yep. Yes, very similar to the way they go about their business. So
0: it'll be interesting to see. I think Kansas State showed Michigan, showed teams around the country what you can do to TCU and I think that could be the difference because
1: see, I think Kansas, Kansas State's, State's the most physical game team plan, they played.
0: Yes, Kansas State game plan was perfection in that game. No the, doubt. The, both sides of the ball, they played it perfectly jump into the other game we got ohio state versus georgia georgia undefeated the one seed again reigning national champs they you know they look as bit of dominant and and now yes they've played down to teams like uh mizzou teams like kent right. state kept it close for you know they've played down to some opponents but in the end they're still georgia they they steamrolled Tennessee when Tennessee was, you know, at their highest this season. They've taken care of everybody they've needed to when it comes time. And we saw and what they team... had,
1: And then they took care of LSU when they needed yeah, to as well. In right. The, in the, in the and, and championship SEC game.
0: championship game. And we saw what a team in Michigan just did to Ohio State just a few weeks back. And Georgia, they're very similar teams. When it comes to stylistically, they want to punch you in the mouth, punch you in the mouth, punch you in the mouth, and then at the end, we'll kind of run away from you and, and we'll widen the score out to make it look like we blew you out. In Ohio State, in that defense that is not as much as they want to talk it, they're not a physical defense. They're not a physical team, period. But they have all kinds of weapons on the outside for C.J. Stroud with the best wide receiver in Marvin Harrison Jr. Emeka Ugbuka is awesome as a number two. Fleming's good. Stover, the tight end's good. They got a good stable of backs. Can Ohio state keep it close with this Georgia team?
1: Best offensive weapons in the tournament, sakes. the Easily. Ohio state. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, this is the true, no coach wants to hear this. No team wants to hear it. And I know defensive most of your statistically, Ohio state was raving about, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, their defense and and what no what I think it's Coach Knowles, right? Knowles brought to yeah, the table, Jim right? Knowles. And how they Jim Knowles. So it, it is it, it's the ultimate, Segs. And if you were gonna say it back to the perception, but this is reality. Ohio State can destroy they they'll score four touchdowns in eight minutes. Boom, three play drive here yep. now. I'm talking about when they're going good. It really comes down to this, Sags. If they are playing great, if the quarterback is upright in this game. They're going to have a legitimate chance. And I picked them at the beginning, and I don't waffle, right? I'm not going to mm-hmm. waffle. I, 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 do I think Georgia's a better team? I absolutely do. I already know Michigan's a better team. I actually think, Siggs that I'm not going to waffle, so I'm going to say Ohio State has a chance. Stroud has to play great. Mm-hmm. They have to protect him. And I'll tell you on the other side, Sigs, somehow, some way, they can't let Stetson Bennett be the MVP of the frigging game. Does right. that make sense? Right. They, they can't let a guy – who, quite frankly, of all the guys they got that are going to play on Sundays, he's the least likely to be going and playing on a Sunday roster, even though he is a phenomenal college football player. Mm-hmm. And he's been great. Every big game they have, that dude seems to raise up and make plays. Somehow, talk about somebody who needs a short field. You've got to, you got to trade where everything is on half and Stetson Bennett drop back and throw. Now, I don't know how you're going to get a lead that big to where they're playing so hard from behind. And it's amazing to me, Georgia lost eight starters playing on Sundays now on defense, and those fools are still wearing people out yep. up front. So I, I say I don't know how. I just think it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be the best offensive game Ohio State's played in two years. Now yep. that's saying something, because they put up some numbers yes. in their last well, two years, right? Maybe the best offense gonna, in
0: football last two years.
1: That's exactly right. And they have weapons that are capable of doing it. What you have to hope is you get that did Georgia egos it up a little bit, meaning like Jim Knowles Mm -hmm. did to you guys. Yeah. Pressure. The ball comes out before he gets hit and those receivers in space. And next thing you know, Georgia's down 21 to three. Right. That is how you're going to beat Georgia. I'm just telling you, if Georgia stays in game plan and Bennett is not getting hit and he's doing both and you are keeping, and and you'll know early Segs, if Mm -hmm. Georgia's defense came to play, which they normally do. If the ball is not coming out on time and Stroud is getting hit, even though he's a – of all the quarterbacks in this, he's the best Sunday prospect, right? right, of the four quarterbacks playing. He's the guy you'd say he should be able to take over a game because he's going to be a top-ten pick. That being said, hard position to play sitting on your ass. Right. So if I'm calling plays, Ryan Day, you got to get runaways. And you've got it now. Georgia may say, screw that. We're good enough with four and five guys to get to him." If they oh now if they can do that Segs old the Giants on Brady in the Super Bowl yep. forget the game you can friggin forget it. But if you're playing man and that ball comes out on time with accuracy and that quarterback's upright home runs will happen in this game but you're going to have to extend that lead early and you can't let Bennett be the MVP of the friggin game. Make somebody else do it. I'm giving Ohio State a chance and says I'm not going to back off. Georgia's a better team. Um, Ohio state's kind of been pushed aside. Cause you guys took their soul from them, at least the, right. the you know, where everybody says, Oh, by the way. And all they backed in, they didn't back. Yes. He lost. They got in because they were the next best team to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stick with Ohio state though. Say, i I'm going to say, they're going to play well, even though I know I'm probably going to lose that. I'm not going to waffle on my pick at the beginning of the season. I think we're going to get a rematch with you guys in Michigan. How's that? that even though I'm probably insane. full of shit, but if they do Ohio state wins, that will tell you. That their perimeter weapons were lights out in the football game. Right. It, it, and they can't I, they can't get in a, I, a if they play in a phone booth, they're gonna get beat, Segs. Right. If they play in a phone booth, they gotta have some space and they gotta have a lot of run after the catch in this game.
0: Well, and, and that's where I'm so curious to see how Ohio State and Jim Knowles do this because we know the best players on Georgia's offense. Well, the offensive line it was the other finalist for the Joe Moore Award with Michigan. So very similar offensive lines. But their best player, their tight ends, Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers, and even uh, the Delp kid, who uh, is that a true freshman. Get to a third if they need yes, to. Yes, he's, he's been really good this year when he's gotten chances. So I look at this as, how does Ohio State cover those guys? Because Ohio State's secondary is not good. Like, they are not good at all.
1: They've been known as DBU for the longest time. Yes. Not right In now. the last brother. two not years right has been bad. Yep.
0: And yes, they have draft picks that go, but these kids don't play together back there. They don't talk. They don't communicate. That's why Michigan had so many big time plays in that game with Cornelius Johnson running deep, uh, the the tight end, the young tight end. A lot of in that. Yes. Yeah, a lot of busts. Even on the big runs Michigan. by Donovan Edwards, you just saw the safety coming over and kind of lackadaisically just being like, I'm going to throw an arm at a 220 pound Donovan Edwards. You can't do that. This right. defensive backfield and, even, and the linebackers are good, but I don't think they can cover these two guys. That's the problem.
1: I'm not sure anybody can. Right. if you get time to throw it to them, they're not many that are going to cover those guys. Right,
0: and, and and we, you know, I said when I started this, Michigan and Georgia are very similar stylistically, the the talent that they have, but Georgia's talent a step above their defensive backfield now going against Harrison and Ibuka and Fleming and Stover. They're really damn good, led by Ringo, the the corner who could be a top five pick in this He's year's a monster. Draft. Yes, yep. and, and you know they've got weapon or defensive weapons all over. You mentioned they lost all that. That's talent. an
1: NFL, so that's a Sunday matchup in the yeah, we and have both sides of the ball. That's what it is.
0: And you're led by Jalen Carter, who arguably is the best player in college football when he puts his mind to it. I mean, we saw what he did there in the LSU. You know, he sacked the quarterback and picked him up and like it was nothing. I mean, he picked up a big quarterback and held him like a baby. And and that's why he's going to be a top three or four pick in the NFL draft. So just when I look at it, you said it. Stroud has to play the game of his life. Harrison has to step up and play another and be the best player on the field when the offense is on the field. But to me, that secondary of Ohio State has to show up, or this could get ugly quick because, like Michigan did to him, Georgia can pound you with Kenny McIntosh, the running back. And then boom, it's play action over the middle to Brock Bowers, who all of a sudden breaks it for sixty yards. That's and my biggest like, concern.
1: That's my biggest concern for Ohio State. Like I said, listen, if you're a Sunday player wide receiver, which they are, in DBs at Georgia, it, it's it's grown ass man football. You you yes. you get a, Ohio State's going to win a few. Georgia's going to win some. Yes. The key here is when you get to play action, and that guy's running with his hand in the dirt. You know those tight ends, or even flex, and both are in the game. You're covering them a lot of times with the safety sakes, and that's a bad matchup. Yeah. And what happens with safeties when you have to deal with the team that runs it? They get nosy.
0: Yep. They start and sticking at, sticking especially their down in, in
1: the there. reds, right? And then all of a sudden you flash play action and hit a little seam route or a bender over the top, and before you know it, they've scored. Hell, it's tough enough even if play even if the Georgia didn't have a run game right. trying to stop those cats. So it, it really is a great tight ends on one team, phenomenal perimeter people on the other. Bennett's proven he rises in big games. Yep. We know there's NFL players on both sides of the ball. The question is, can your secondary at Ohio State... Now, put it this way. If Ohio State's secondary was playing Ohio State's wide receivers, Ohio State's oh, wide geez. receivers <laughs> would have the game of their friggin' life. Okay? Yes. But yes. those tight ends, I mean, it, it's going to be... Uh, Ohio State's going to to play their best game in two years. Yeah. They just are. Yeah. And Georgia's got to play... Now, if Georgia decides that this is an easy one to play 75%, they'll get beat. But I don't, I, the Kirby Smarts, the, the hunger factors is there. And when you play and beat people physically, you stay in games. Finesse that's, teams have up and downs. That's yes, the problem. That's, yep, that's yep. the problem. And,
0: and, and we've seen it this year against Ohio State. We've talked about Michigan, what they did to them physically. But the other game, the other big game, Notre Dame. Notre Dame stayed in that game when they were a bad football team. Remember, that game was Early. close the first game yeah. of the season. That game was close. And it was because of Notre Dame's physicality. So that that's the big worry for me with, with Ohio State. And it's been that way for two years.
1: I'm one hundred percent with you, brother. I'm one hundred percent with you. Uh so I'm gonna stick with my preseason big go Ohio State and Michigan. I don't like the. I'm not betting Ohio State though. I'm just picking up I I don't think my heart can
0: handle Ohio State Michigan national championship. (laughs) I don't (laughs) think I I
1: can because the whole college football world. Oh, it would be insane.
0: They can't wait for that. Yeah, you're not lying. Insane, but yeah, my heart can handle that. I I need Michigan Georgia. Even though the Georgia's a. Much worse matchup. My heart just couldn't handle right. another Michigan. And Ohio we've had State some spending.
1: pretty fun bowl games scoring oh, yeah. too, yeah. so we've had some pretty fun games, and I think you'll get <laughs> Notre Dame's got a fun game against what uh, South Carolina. Yep. And then uh, Southern Cal, who's heck, they're only like four point or two and a half point favorites, yeah. I think, Seggs against Tulane. So there's a lot going on, but obviously a lot we're all of fun jacked up. up for tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, we and we'll wait. break it
0: all down when we come back next, probably Tuesday. We'll we'll break it down and and tell you everything that happened and why it happened including all the other bowl games. And we got a lot of big NFL games that we'll recap as well next week. As always, thank you to bet line. Thank you to believe. And thank you to you, Sean.
1: You too, brother. Great stuff. Happy new year and good luck to your Wolverines, brother. You know, I actually, I'm Ugh. pulling for you. I hope it works yes. out. Uh, Grab a couple too. beers and loosen up brothers. I'm bro. going to have
0: to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to yeah, start early go. just to get those nerves go. under.
1: I, I got the cigar ready to smoke now and three more tomorrow. So I'm ready to perfect, go.
0: Perfect. Perfect. All right. We'll one, talk brother. to you guys Thanks. next week.
1: Happy new year, man.